Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Tom and Bach. Coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I, I always tell people, I just hope they see a guy that loves what he does. Jake Bakoven. I didn't get any stupider, I know that. Uh, I had never been very smart. Tom and Bach starts now. Welcome in on a Monday. It is Tom and Bach. I'm Tom Stevens. That's Jake Bachoven together. Tom and Bach. In a good mood today. I'm in a pretty good mood today, considering the mood I was in after the Vikings blew that victory, snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory, uh, like they tend to do. <laughs> uh, 20 to 16 last night, the Cowboys had a guy that uh, never had played an NFL snap, and it didn't matter. Uh, he Cooper Rush. I, mean, I don't even know who that guy is. Yeah, well, he had a, he's got some of the best talent around him in the. I mean, he's good enough to play in the NFL. He's got some of the best talent around him in the skill positions, his, specifically that Amari Cooper guy who made a yeah, few plays to win. He the made game. one. And CD Lamb's really good. They've got uh, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. They've got. They're loaded with uh, skill position talent. Uh, but that was the first NFL start versus your seventy million dollar man, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I understand the frustration. I'm just uh, saying, it, Cowboys are probably pretty good, you know, in general. <laughs> First start ever. Did I mention that? <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, Dak Prescott uh, didn't play last night because of uh, he's going through a hamstring injury or some sort of soft tissue industry uh, injury. So he didn't play last night. So I thought this is this is one we're gonna we're gonna take it because the Cowboys didn't seem really interested in taking it. Neither team did. Uh, but they just get in the red zone, and they're just not very good. They're just just—they're not a good football team. And Mike Zimmer hamstrings his offensive coordinator uh, because he wants to run the, run the ball. And I get that. I mean, it's, it's important to be able to run the ball. But there are some times where you, they're loading the box and you can't, and he still demands it. Uh, and it's very frustrating, so I, I want everybody fired. Um, and that's, but I, I've, I've not been a Mike Zimmer fan. I think he's a good coach, good defensive coordinator. I don't think he's a good head coach. So, uh, it, by the way, Nebraska tried to hire him at one time. That's right. Remember when that? was when was that? Uh, it was that was among. I do remember that the candidates. He was among the candidates when uh, Frank Solage was fired. Yeah, that was the yeah. He was a young coordinator back in those days. Was it Al Sanders in that group? And yeah, Houston Nutt was number one. Houston Nutt. <laughs> we we wanted. We were all in on Houston Nutt. And we le- learned recently from uh, uh, um, that that uh, Mike Sherman was yeah. in that group. Mitch Sherman. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Mitch Sherman. Did yeah, Mitch Sherman got, Mike, broke Mike the news Sherman. that yeah, Mike, Sherman. Right. Mike Sherman. That's was why I was in having trouble. I, I was going to say from Mitch Sherman, then I was like, wait yeah. a minute, Mike Sherman. Yeah. Uh, confusing. And it feels like we're. We're headed down that road again, right? It does. Hopefully, a uh, better group of names than that will will jump up. But uh, yeah, 
It does feel that way. Do you, have you have you already gone there? Like this is over. Are you are you at the this is over camp? Because they're not going to beat Ohio State. Well, it could be. I mean, how <laughs> it's it's a hard discussion to have because how shocked would you be if they have a one possession loss to Ohio State? Probably not that shocked, no, right? Not that, at all. That's kind of how things go. Now, Ohio State's not dominant right, right now defensively, I right? Mean, uh, you had a Penn State team throw for three hundred sixty-one yards on them, yeah, uh, and move the ball up and down the field. That that's a vulnerable team, despite the fact that they had scored what fifty-two plus in four straight games, and then they move up in competition. And Penn State showed that they're vulnerable. Uh, there's other teams uh, at least as good as Penn State. Michigan State would be in that category. Michigan's in that category. So it's not automatic that Ohio State's going to waltz through the Big Ten, win the Big Ten championship, and just end up in the 14 playoff. No. Um, but heck. certainly not even that they would come to Lincoln no. and just dominate the Huskers. So no. if, I, if I think that it could be a, at least a one-possession loss, I'm somewhat interested in maybe <laughs> maybe something could happen. Maybe this is where, you know, they're close. They oh, can turn the corner, all that. Um, I know that – but, I mean, this weekend was a big statement, obviously. Um, kind of lost – Thousands of fans marching out in uh, what was interesting because usually you have those moments um, that that it kind of is the writing becomes on the wall or whatever uh, in blowout fashion when the fans are just frustrated and seeing this team not compete. This the problem for this team is not is not that it won't compete. They were down just two possessions and everybody was God. leaving. Um, it was, but that's what it was. It was the idea that everybody saw what was going to happen. Another one possession loss, three and six. Um, fourth season in, and uh, and so it's interesting because the fans kind of made the statement. I think a lot of the mm. media made that statement. And for myself and Happer, it was kind of you know you, we didn't see the press clippings yet. Mm. You know you kind of wait because everybody it, it happened. Right, everybody kind of did sure. from the Omaha World Herald, Lincoln Journal Star. Every every news source kind of had their time, but Happer and myself were kind of like, is this it? This feels like it's it. Um and. Uh, and so in the post game, that's kind of what we went with, and we weren't wrong. The, everybody kind of went with that idea, and uh, and but you could see it when the fans start walking out in a in a close yeah. one, you know, two possession games in the fourth quarter, seventeen at the time. Yeah, you can kind of that About ten that, minutes left to go of the game. That kind of tells you all you need to know, and uh, and hopefully, but it's it's not over. I mean, for what it's worth, uh, we can all write it off as over and say, yeah, Nebraska's definitely not going to win these games, but if they win three or two of the next three, you still Come have on, a discussion Bach. to make. Bach, it's over. It's, uh, it's, it really if it's not, is not over, it's very close to being over. It is over. very close to being over. I'll okay. admit to that. And right. I've been saying that all along, so I'm kind of uh no, you know, I've, now I've you're been backtracking. I've been one of the I've been one of the sharks circling for a while no. now. And now there's much more sharks and now I'm going, Well, hold on, sharks. We we can't bite yet. I, I thought um I thought it was over after Minnesota, even thinking that Nebraska was going to win the, this past week. Even if they would have found a way to recover the onside kick and score a touchdown, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have glossed over the fact that they've got major problems in that program. Uh, and then there's some that were, are kind of in that Mike Riley camp. Like, remember what the year that Mike Riley did beat Purdue? Uh, his final year, 2017. Yeah. And Tanner Lee makes the touchdown pass, makes the throw to Stanley Morgan. Nebraska wins the game in dramatic style. And I, and I was like, man. Now maybe Riley's going to stay longer. <laughs> so I was in that camp where Nebraska had won. I should be joyous, and I wasn't. Um, I was just angry Saturday. I, I really wanted Nebraska to win, but I know there were some in the other camp like, maybe this will just help move things along.
Well, when it's getting down to that, that everybody's already walked out, and now there's the yeah. onside kick and stuff. It is. I mean, I I can't help but but have that sort of feeling pop up where it's like, what what's best for Husker Nation right now? <laughs> is it is it recovering uh, this thing I and don't winning, know. or is it in the long term maybe moving on from the project? Um, but you know, and 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 to be fair, you might feel bad as a fan for doing that, but it is. I mean, it's a position that Miami fans right now, right. and Manny Diaz just got a huge win. Yeah. Is that good that Manny Diaz got a huge win? Are you going to keep yeah. Manny Diaz? Do you want, you know, Florida State, do you want to rack up a few victories so you can keep Mike Norvell around? It's, it, you know, it, it's a weird position, um, but I still am, I, I, I hold out the smallest bit of hope that if they do win two of the next three, that's enough momentum, or, or you know, if you can yeah. win three, that's enough momentum, but it'll have to change the way it looks because it the same old movie replaying over and over again uh it's just people are tired of it and they want to see something new and and i think the the biggest thing that and i know a few people said it i said it myself it just felt like saturday was the end of hope you know it, um, it you know you can fight and think and you know change your mind in so many different ways to think that you know they're close and this and that but that was just kind of almost felt like the finality that, you know, I, and I still have a little bit like I'm maybe the only one holding out a little bit of hope that they can win a few of these games down the stretch, but it looks like right now they just wouldn't have enough against Ohio state. Wouldn't have enough against Wisconsin. And then you might beat Iowa, but then we'll have to evaluate where Iowa is. If you get that (laughs) four, six, four, five, six, eight, five. We'd love to hear from you on the Honda of Lincoln hotline, the starter Heyman text line. We are on Twitch. We are on Facebook and we are on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, Shot Brian T at the basketball game when Nebraska beat Colorado yesterday. Uh, he says on the text line, saw Twitter this weekend, Tom, how many times did you uh, throw the phone trying to type? Um, <laughs> I actually, at the basketball game, I was very happy. Uh, and we'll talk a little Husker hoops. I was more calm than other people I went to the game with. I, I was in the stadium. I, I was angry at times, and I hope I don't ever lose that. That's that's one of my big concerns, actually, is that Husker fans just dart right past of angry and they go to completely numb and don't care anymore. Because there's a very good chance this week that the sellout streak is over. We're at 380. I'm very curious to see if they can get to 381 against Ohio State, a team which you're now a 16-point dog against. Actually, a little surprised that it's only 16 well, and, that, and talk about a, a plot twist, too. Big noon kickoffs coming right. like Nebraska's in a spotlight yeah. game this week right after everybody's given up on them. So, again, I mean, how how could you not say that there's an uh, – that's what is so intriguing to me about this week is, yeah, they're, they're a big – you know, everything that's going on with the program, it seems like it's dead. But if you believe this can be a one-possession game, then you also can believe that maybe at some point they get, win one of those. Oh. And then what do you do if you get a signature victory a week after writing the thing off as dead? If that happens though you know what's going to be the response where was this right where was and this it's a fair question it's a fair question um I, but i remain with my theme just get to five <laughs> just get to five the just show get, mantra just get to five There's still a possibility uh, if you get to five you're safe or if you beat iowa at the end of the season you might be safe uh but probably not just get to five four six four five six eight five uh is this eric hi eric yes sir hey so after sitting through that debacle on Saturday, I was, I'm was i really hoping that they can move on. But even if they lose out, I just have this gnawing feeling that they're not going to. 
Because I kind of feel like as long as Tom Osborne's around, two things are kind of a certainty that, one, there won't be any booze in the stadium, and the other thing is that I think he has enough of Albert's ear that I just think he's going to lobby behind the scenes to Trev to say, just ignore all the negative noise, try to stay the course, you want to, you don't want to do this, kind of along that line. And I really hope that doesn't happen. I mean, and the other thing is, I'm not going to be the guy that says, you know, if they don't do it, I'm giving up my season tickets. But if they keep doing that third down crap with that PA, that might make me consider giving up my tickets. Because, oh. Jesus, you're sitting under the balcony in the West Stadium. I don't know about on the east side, but, God, that just reverberates through there. I mean, we don't need these gimmicks like that. We just need a win. We need some better football. Yep. But anyway, have a good one. Thanks, Eric. Four six four five six eight five. Do you know what he's referring to there? The third down stuff. Uh, which particular third down? He's still there, Eric. Uh, I think he's gone. Eric's gone. Okay. I think Eric's gone. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> Something's what... bothering him about the production of uh, In Memorial Stadium. But yeah, I, I there's a lot of things to be bothered by. Um. I don't know how you allow your quarterback. I, I've been with DP long enough, done a show long enough with him, that you know, and it's drilled in my head. Players only do what they're allowed to do. He was allowed to throw four picks after the first one. I would have, I would have made sure I was ultra conservative after that. Maybe throw, uh, but certainly don't put him in a position where he can where he can kill you. And I just don't understand as well how Nebraska just went away from a running game that was going so well oh, yeah. with Jacquez Yant. And then he scores, you know, basically, I thought he had scored a touchdown. They moved it back, and Adrian ended up scoring the, yeah. the touchdown. After nearly fumbling it uh, away. For, uh, don't remember. Yeah. Don't forget, I mean. But then he doesn't – maybe that's the reason. Maybe, you know, he sometimes makes the wrong move. Uh, but I love the direct snap to Jacquez Yant. Didn't see it again. Um, it just felt like – once Nebraska went to the locker room at halftime, they, they, they came back and they ran for 15 yards in the second half, completely gave up on the run. I don't get it. Yeah, two uh, carries easy. for Jacquez Yant in the second half after, like you said, just, I mean, that drive was his. I don't care if Martinez scored the uh, touchdown, but that drive was his. Yeah. It's just inexplicable. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That's a. That's just. That's as bad as a second half as we've seen from the team and coaching wise. I think because it's something, oh. something like that as we've seen in quite some time. Uh, four six four five six eight five. Let's take another another call from Brian. Hi, Brian. Hey guys. Uh, just a comment on the game. I don't know if you read Sam McEwen's article uh, today regarding the recipe for beating Nebraska for those teams that. Have. About the same level of talent, or even less talent, but I thought it was spot on. And the Purdue game was a microcosm of that. The Purdue coordinators, the offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator, really did a number on ours, particularly that second half. And I told one of my friends, Brad Lambert, the Purdue defensive coordinator is really good, and he's really good at adjusting. 
and, you know, they did some things to help slow down the run that second half, and it was certainly was helped by Nebraska uh, uh, abandoning it. But I don't know, you know, as long as Nebraska uh, does not execute and keeps making these same mistakes, uh, they're just not going to go very far. And uh, that's the bottom line. And if it's a close game going into the fourth quarter, you know, the other team and the other coaches got to feel pretty confident because right now they're doing a number on them. Yep. I think uh, all the coaches in the Big Ten have found a formula. Uh, just wait for Nebraska to self-destruct. Yeah, uh, I think that if you don't turn the ball over, which Purdue did not do on Saturday, uh, Nebraska's not dynamic enough in many cases to take the ball away on defense, and they didn't on Saturday. Uh, they were on the field for 86 plays in that game. Uh, but the, the recipe to beat Nebraska is just wait for them to self-destruct because they will. And they've proven every time that they will, uh, with the exception of maybe Northwestern. Uh, this year, but Nebraska is now five and eighteen in one possession games under Frost. That's by far number one in the entire country. Fifteen and twenty-six overall, ten and twenty-two in the Big Ten. They've lost seven of their past nine at home. Yikes! Uh, but if you're on the side of this coaching staff and you're saying it's close, those six losses have been by a combined thirty-three points this year. Yep. Uh, so I mean, you can make that argument as well. Stay the course. Be patient. This is a good football team. They're always close. They haven't given up. That's the argument that we always – because with Riley, you had no choice. Those guys had mailed it in. But there, again, there was no sign of effort. The athletic director was fired before yeah. they hit conference season, so it was – the writing was on the wall at that point in time. So I, I, I always – I do know that, yes, they gave up at times, but I always stick up for that team and say, I, I just – I thought that was bad. And and, and for, for what it was worth, they were positioning themselves yeah. to get Scott Frost. I understand why it was done the way that it was, but, um, yeah, they're going to give up when you give up on them. Yep, there you go. Uh, maybe we'll provide some radio therapy today. If not, it'll just be all anger. That's fine as well. Yeah. Uh, well, we'd like to hear from you guys. Yeah, we this definitely want to hear from nice. you. 464-5685, Honda of Lincoln Hotline with Russ. Hi, Russ. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Long-time listener. Yep. Um, I work, uh, let's just say I'm in the stadium every Saturday. Um, and uh, I pretty much watch the game now as just waiting for something bad to happen. And I don't really let myself get too high or too low. You know, you get invested in it and you get disappointed. And maybe that's a bad way of looking at it. But um, so I just kind of watch it and wait for wait for things to happen. And you know, the fan base. I, I'm around the season ticket holders a lot, and there's a lot of people that are for it. A lot of people are against it. They're just shaking their head. They don't they don't know what to do. And you know, a couple of them said maybe I need to find something else to do on a Saturday. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, the other comment I'd like to make is. It, you know, the backup quarterback's always the, the top guy. But in this case, and after four years, if the head coach isn't going to hold the, head, the starting quarterback accountable for his efforts, why in the hell would the rest of the team go out there, give 100%, and if one of them guys make a mistake, you know, they're going to get yelled at, they're going to get pulled out, somebody else is going to take their spot. But if you're the starting quarterback, um, and you completely screw the team because you're just having a bad game. I mean, Adrian's a good quarterback, you know, but he's not a winner. He's a good stats guy, um, and if you're not going to hold him accountable, 
what does that tell the backup quarterback? What does that tell the backup running back? What does that tell anybody? And so I think it makes it hard for the team to fight because they know that no matter what Adrian does, he's staying in the game because Scott was a quarterback and he knows how it was for him. And he's just so stubborn that he's just going to leave Adrian in there. And the rest of the guys are going to be battling their butts off. And then Adrian's going to throw four picks and they're going to lose. I mean, I saw it just mute. He was the first guy, and the game was over. He never even stepped around. He headed straight for the tunnel. Yeah. So I think there's a disconnect because I think Scott is putting Adrian above the team. Yep. Thanks, guys. Uh, appreciate it, Russ. Uh, I went back through the stats of winners in the Big Ten, winning quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the Big Ten this weekend. Tanner Morgan, 12 of 17, 134, zero touchdowns. Minnesota wins 41 to 14 over Northwestern. Graham Mertz, uh, 11 of 22, 104 yards, one TDs, a one TD. He had two quarterback sneaks. Uh, Wisconsin's defense gets three takeaways in their 27 to 7 win over Iowa. It wasn't the quarterback there. Noah Vedral, 10 of 21, 138, zero touchdowns. He did run for a touchdown in Rutgers' 20 to 14 win over Illinois, who just beat Penn State last week. You did have Talia Tungaviola, who had a really good game, 419 yards passing and two TDs, and he had to do it in that 38-35 win over Indiana. But the only two great, and I wouldn't even call Aiden O'Connell's performance great. It was solid, uh, 233 with two TDs. But the, the teams that are winning at a really high level, by the way, Michigan State, they beat Michigan. It was because of Kenneth Walker, 23 carries, 197, five TDs. Because uh, Peyton Thorne did not play great in that game, uh, it just feels like it would someday nice. It would be nice to have a team that doesn't revolve around the quarterback all the time. But maybe that's too much to hope for. Uh, or when the quarterback's having a bad day, that you can take the car keys away and still win without having to say, "Oh, well, we're just going to have to live with whatever we get out of that guy." When you know, last night or Saturday night, you couldn't trust him. He just he didn't have it for whatever reason. He hasn't been that way all season, but he was that way Saturday night, and it killed you. And I thought it was time after the first pick six to go to the bench and say, you know what, it's not your night. You're in, Logan. Yeah. Go ahead. Go get him. Well, and I don't know how much the offense would change. Maybe Logan would have to be the Superman there. I mean, that's kind of this offense is built around your quarterback. They were running the football fine, and team. then they just gave up on the run. Well, they did, yeah, and they did. They absolutely did. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I think more than anything, at least uh, people, from what I've heard, basically, we can yeah. talk about a split fan base, but I think everybody's done with the Frost-Martinez uh, episode. And and, it, and it's going to continue. I mean, we're going to see it this week. I, but, I mean, even, like, if you're thinking about next year, and building off-season um, kind of momentum and getting people, you know, selling tickets, all that. The Frost-Martinez marriage, people are just done with it because, you know, what's what's the goal? That's that's what my – at this point is you're just four years in, you're three and six. Let's say you come back and win seven or eight games next year with Martinez. Was it worth the whole fight to get there? Or right. do you want to see something new if you are going to keep Frost around? I think that that's yeah. uh, what people are people are thinking at least. The best thing Nebraska has done at the quarterback position as far as development is developing Noah Vedral for Rutgers. I mean, <laughs> they did a nice job of developing they Noah did. Vedral for Rutgers. Uh, he's done an okay job this year. He's had an okay. They have more wins than Nebraska does. Uh, and they beat a team that Nebraska lost to yeah. uh, just, just this weekend. Uh, so, But 
you can't point to that position and say, wow, the development of quarterback has just been fantastic. Because Luke left here and it didn't go it hasn't gone well for him since at all. Yeah. Um so I, I just that that position, if you're going to be so quarterback dominant like Nebraska is, put everything on that guy's shoulders, which they apparently want to do, then you've got to be more efficient. You've got to have a guy make good decisions all the time. You have to have an all star. And they, they don't Martinez is not or that level. You, or you just have a guy that doesn't beat you. Uh, I think yeah. that the Big Ten has proven that you can have quarterbacks like that and win. Just don't turn it over. Yeah. yeah. Graham Mertz is pretty much terrible right now. And Wisconsin <laughs> might be – we've asked that question. Who's the second best team in the West? Well, Wisconsin's the best team in the West right now. Yeah. They're the best team in the West. Maybe Minnesota has an argument. They're on top yeah. of the standings Minnesota, now that Iowa lost. Minnesota has a, has a good argument as well with a quarterback who's not having a great year. <laughs> with what you told me they're, they're, their fifth running back they, they lost another running back this oh, weekend. they, they were down to i believe their fourth and fifth uh running back so uh they they don't, they don't have much left but it doesn't matter who they put in the game he goes for 100 yards they're on top of the standings they they're, ran for 300 again this weekend yeah uh against northwestern i i i would i said it i tweeted it out uh in game one when minnesota played ohio state this is what i would like nebraska football to look like there's a definite identity uh, with the coach who's been here a similar time. What he, was he here one year earlier than Frost? Or, yeah, I think so. Uh, but that's – I know the identity when I see Minnesota, when I see Wisconsin, even Iowa, even though they've slipped away from it uh, in recent games. I just know who they are, and I don't know who Nebraska is four years in. I have no idea who they are. Well, I think you know who they are. You just don't like what they yeah. are. Yeah. There's an identity, but it's not a positive one. No. And yeah. that's not a that's not an identity that anybody would want. Their identity is hey, turnover prone quarterback, yeah. go out there and win the game yeah. for us. Huh. And that's uh that's a rough one. Uh it's it's really it's really maddening. It's uh I I'm sad, but I'm also angry, which I'm grateful for that I'm still angry. Because uh, I don't yeah. want to slip to that point of just being numb and not caring at all. Well, and two, uh, you know, we've had a few callers here. The first caller uh, was worried that Nebraska, as long as Tom Osborne around, Scott Frost won't be let go. I, I there's not much you can do with three and nine or four and eight. I'm sorry. There, yeah. In year four, it just is what it is. Um, and so that's why our show mantra was get to five. Ben. It's still possible, but um, you know. It's it's would be really hard to sell. And then the other thing is is why everybody unanimously. Some people I saw saying, "Well, I wonder why the media flipped on everybody." Yeah. The fans made the statement. Yeah. You wait for that game. You wait for that moment for the fans to say, "We're not invested in this enough to stick around in a right. game that's close in the yeah. fourth quarter. We know we know the ending of this. This isn't good enough. Yep. This hasn't looked good." And they made the statement to walk out. And, you know, you can call them Fairweather yeah, fans yeah, or whatever. Yeah. They're not. They're making a statement. They were saying, this isn't it. This this isn't it anymore. Yeah. And we're, we're giving up. We're making a statement yeah. here. So, And we'll see that this week, too. I mean, if, if this Ohio State game goes the way that most people expect it to, if they're down even two possessions in the fourth quarter and haven't played yeah. a good game, you'll see it again. Yeah. Didn't we say we'll know? I mean, we'll know. Uh, right. You won't have to just guess and say, is it? Are we there yet? Uh, you kind of know as yeah. a fan. Uh, I think you know as a program. I don't know that we know necessarily, but we, we're very close. We've learned, that was and that was the moment. Twenty-eight seventeen. Ten minutes left to go in the game, and for the fans, it was over. We've seen this movie. We know how it ends. Bye bye. Well, we basically know because the mantra is well, even our mantra is get to five and seven, which is yeah. kind of a joke, but it might do it. You've got to win two of the next three. 
and uh, and you haven't beat one of those teams in your first three games, and you're not beating the teams that are worse than them on the schedule. So right. it's all adding up to we probably know. Yep, we probably know. Uh, I do know that John Gaskins is going to be on the show, my old partner uh, from Days Gone By. Uh, he's prepared a bunch of stuff. Some of the questions, he, he's been thinking about some of the questions that the fans are asking. Well, who can you get? Uh, and, you know, is it the revolving door? He wants to answer the revolving door question uh, among yeah. Nebraska coaches because that's a big argument. What are you going to get? And you start over start, again. You, you got to yep. start over again. Uh, he's thought about some of these things, and he'll respond. Coming up, John Gaskins on the way on Tom and Buck. Download our app by searching 93.7, a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Buck. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.